will end it after the shovel, or will it? Miami running around, circling, oh look out! Gronkowski didn't have the angle! Touchdown! Oh, how can you drink? A miracle! Hello, welcome to the Dolphin UK podcast, uh, free agency week, um, slightly, slightly underwhelming, but we'll get on to that in a minute. Um, we, just before we came uh, on air and started recording, we we signed Will Fuller, so uh, we'll get into that in a minute as well. But I, I'm just joined by Cy this week with uh, Lee unavailable, but but yeah, Cy, how you doing, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, Andy. Yeah, shame Lee's not around tonight, actually. I just, um, hopefully he's not um, off searching for his own new team in the period of free agency. <laughs> Hopefully not. I think he's I think he's a busy man at work. But uh, but but yeah, I mean, it'd be in- interesting to hear his thoughts next week when we uh, go into it in a bit more detail. But but yeah, um, let's get let's kick off there. I mean, we all kind of were glued to our phones uh, uh, on Monday and then uh, Tuesday and then Wednesday, and, and not a whole lot coming through the door in in terms of um, the Dolphins, but some good like depth pieces, I think, and uh, and some players that could turn out to be quite. Uh, you know, quite impactful and, and contribute quite a lot. Uh, so I kick us off there. What, what's your immediate sort of uh, thoughts on it? Meh, so far. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to look at the positives. I know you, you go on Twitter and you see everybody panicking because they're not making the big splashes that everyone hoped they would do. Um, so you try and look at it from the bigger picture. And if you think about um, a team can improve in one of in three different ways, they can improve by the draft, they can improve via trades or they can improve via free agency. And in terms of the latter, um, they've gone pretty much, I think, for value and depth more than the big splash, haven't they, at the moment? Um, Given that traditionally winning free agency doesn't mean that you're going to win the Super Bowl, and we've certainly seen it play out like that for the Dolphins over many years. Um, So maybe they're changing their mindset and then going, as I say, going for that, that value and that depth more than anything else. That's it. It feels like uh, the AFC East is, has gone from a bit of a damp squirrel. You could have probably called it a couple of years ago with the, with the Patriots winning every year to to the to like the NFL's battleground in this offseason. Obviously, the Patriots have splashed the cash, showing 130 odd million of guaranteed money already handed out to a couple of big name tight ends and, and, and slightly less less big name wide receivers and stuff. So it feels like they're bringing bringing the action and the Bills haven't been completely dormant either, bringing in their big Mitchell Trubisky as the backup quarterback just in case it all goes wrong there. Um, and then of course the Jets are, uh, are making some moves as well, presumably to to go get Zach Wilson in the draft and uh, and give him Corey Davis and, and maybe even uh, Smith-Schuster to, to throw to as well. So it feels like there's a lot of action going on and, and it's kind of a little bit understandable why uh, us as Dolphins fans could be a bit underwhelmed by the action. I think lots of people were, were thinking, oh, you know, we're probably, we've got a lot of uh, cap space and, um, you know, there's, there's stuff, money to throw around there. But first and foremost, I think we need to consider the fact that that like 15 odd million of, of that cap space needs to be spent on rookie draft picks if, if there's no trade for what's or anything like that. 15 million on two first rounders, two second rounders, and then your other bits and pieces. So that, that kind of narrowed the 33 million of cap immediately down. And that's before like we made the, the, the trades um, for the for the Houston linebacker and, and got rid of Van Noy and stuff like that. So it's it's an interesting one because I, I can on one hand I can definitely uh, I definitely feel the kind of like the I mean and iron about whether we've done enough. But then I, I mean also like maybe they're playing it safe for for kind of a few more 
um, big names to come through the door later in the process because the market for those guys at the moment isn't huge, is it? I mean, uh, we'll come on to follow in a minute, but but some of the players that have been going early doors have been getting stupid money and it's obviously dropped off massively since then and, and still some good names on the market. But but yeah, I mean, let's come to Will Fuller then. Obviously, that's the biggest name that we've got through and, and luckily just before we, we hit record on this, so can't complain too much at all. Uh, Lee's Lee's uh, not with us, but he's messaged to say he's he's, dram- he's dramatically underwhelmed by the signing and hasn't really given us much more context, really. So, so I'll throw it your way for, for an immediate reaction. What, what do you reckon? Is it is it a good deal? Well, if Lee's underwhelmed by Will Fuller, I can't imagine what his feelings are going to be for the rest of the the, the signings that we've made. Because he's <laughs> this, if if there is a standout name, it is him, of course, um, amongst all of the others. Maybe rivaled only by. Um, Jacoby Brissett, if any, if any. Um, so maybe uh, he was on uh, if people's wish list, I suppose, in terms of the, that top tier of wide receivers. I think we we preview, previewed the top ten um, a few weeks back. Um, so he's certainly worth a punt, um, albeit he's a wide receiver. Um, if you excuse the pun, <laughs> um, so he's and he and he's not cost um, as much as the likes of of Kenny Golladay seems to be getting with the. Uh, which whoever team um, snaps him up and, and also Smith Schuster probably would cost more as well. So in the whole scheme of things, um, uh, he's, 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 it's only a one year deal. So if it doesn't pan out, we can move on after the season. Yeah, that's it. It's a 10 million plus deal, isn't it? With the, I, I imagine it'll be loaded with incentives on playing time and stuff like that. Uh, when you look at his kind of uh, his history, he's missed 22 games in, in in the first four years he played in the league. But then he was far more consistent this year before he picked up that six-game suspension. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see which version of him we get, isn't it? If, if he can stay fully healthy, he'll be a real, real deep threat, taking the top-off defences. And we'll kind of see something that I don't think we've had on the roster for, for quite a while, really, have we? So, uh, yeah, I'll be, I, I'm excited to watch him. Um, he, like, he can line up in the slot on the outside and he's going to be kind of a bit more dynamic than Parker um, but at the same time also draw a bit of attention away from Parker and and if Preston Williams is back healthy and stuff like that then they also kind of complement each other as well so maybe that was it all along that we weren't really in on Golladay um, as we've kind of said time and again on here the last couple of weeks he, he's a bit too similar to what we've got already Fuller's com- like completely the opposite and um, he's not you know he's not like the speed guy like Jakeem Grant who's there as a kind of gadget. He's more of a, you know, a deep ball receiver with great hands and he's going to get open, create separation off the line as well. So Tua's going to have a real asset there and, and, and I hope it is Tua thrown to him. Um, but Lee's, Lee's other hypothesis is that this is uh, a move just before we bring in uh, Watson in, in, the, in a big trade as well. So uh, what do you reckon? So is that, is that going to happen now, do you reckon? Well, we were talking about it um, during the week, weren't we, when these um, stories started to come out from this Houston-based lawyer who is filing these lawsuits, and and there are there have been more coming out today that seem to be in the in the woodwork. And and I said to you, if I was a GM looking to make a trade for Deshaun Watson, I'd seriously wouldn't want to do that now until more details are known. And and at the end of the day, if I'm going to give up a whole load of capital for a quarterback who ultimately might get worst case scenario. Um, jailed for because these are serious offences that this lawyer is alleging then I wouldn't want to make that transaction I wouldn't want to risk the future of the organization because it would be suicide 
So I don't think on that basis, uh, a, a trade for Watson is going to happen anytime soon. I think people are going to want to know more information about these allegations first before they make an, a, a, a judgment on whether it's a, a doable um, trade or not. Yeah, and, and like I saw Pro Football Network were kind of saying that the Dolphins are, are favourites to take him uh, in media circles and that sort of thing. But I think you're bang on. I don't think he's going to be. And even if there was like a trade about to happen tomorrow, uh, I think that's all going to be put on ice for now. You've just got to get through these legal stuff, legal bits and pieces first, haven't you? If it, and if he clears his name and stuff like that, it's all well and good. And, and you know, the time, you know, people will still want him because he's a fantastic player. But like, but, but like you say, that reputation and that kind of uh, organisational risk is just not worth it if the, these things are coming out of the woodwork now. They're, they're not minor offences. You've got to think of the, the people that have been involved in this and it's not good at all. So, yeah, um, one, to, one to watch and, and uh, you know, won't put too much, uh, too much hope into anything happening there anytime soon then. Um, let's move on to some of the other, other guys then. You, you, you spoke about Jacoby Brissett, um, like you say, biggest name. On, uh, there on the on the roster that, that wasn't on there this time last week, quarterback from the Colts and originally from the Patriots as well. He's he's got a whole year of starting experience under his belt. Uh, he scored a couple of um, you know short short yarded rushing touchdowns um, last year, and it, and it was quite clear from the kind of reaction that he was getting on the sidelines when he was putting those that ball in the end zone that he's one of the kind of favourites in that Colts team. So. Yeah, talk us through what you think about that one and, and if you think it's kind of a permanent backup or is it a genuine challenge to tour? Yeah, one year, $5 million with a maximum value of 7.5, I've been reading. He's, he's, by all accounts, he's a good pro. He's a really good, excellent backup to have. But I just wonder if he's too good of a backup to have. I mean, we saw last season what happened when Tua didn't perform and, he just, and Jacoby Brissett is one of the top backup quarterbacks in the league now there's no doubt about that and I just wonder if if that temptation is going to be there to to throw him in again if um if Tua doesn't um perform as expected in year two so um, but other than that yeah absolute good professional to have and hopefully he'll mesh well with Tua when when the training camp starts or whenever they start to to meet and get to know each other. And do you think it's a deliberate move, like you say, to kind of bring in one of the better ones that, in theory, could come in and start straight away? Or do you think it was more of a case of get someone in young who's, like, hungry, who's not just a journeyman guy? I mean, I saw the Giants have brought in Mike Glennon, and someone like that would have would have been ob- the obvious backup, and there's no real reason to throw Mike Glennon into a game unless your quarterback's injured. But it feels just a little bit different, doesn't it? I mean, do you think they've done that deliberately to kind of give Tour a bit more impetus to, to, to turn on the, on the heat and start performing? Yeah, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, to be fair. I mean, we know how Brian Flores operates anyway in terms of he's going to put the best players on the field in in any position and he doesn't care who it is that's going to be on the end of a benching. He's proved it last year and and he'll do it again going forward. So I think they're just looking to improve the team. And if that means um, putting him on the field, then then so be it from from their perspective, I think. So, uh, and then at the end of the day, we want what's best for the team as well, of course, don't we? That's it. And I think style-wise, they're quite similar. I think that's kind of, that's, that's a key thing we need to, to draw out of this. Obviously, both quarterbacks quite mobile, but not like 
you know, not dining out on their rushing ability like a like, like a Lamar Jackson or even a Josh Allen. They're both quite stocky and well built, but but willing to put their body on the line to pick up five ten yards and get out of the pocket, aren't they? So I think that would be good. And both kind of same sort of arm strength. Uh, you know, not not going to be throwing the ball as far as uh, as Allen or uh, you know Aaron Rodgers or anything like that. But but also willing to to take the shots on the medium to to deep routes once in a while. So. Yeah, I, I genuinely think this is a kind of move that keeps one playbook for both quarterbacks. There's all the kind of stuff on Twitter last year. Is the two is the two playbooks one for Fitz and one for two? Open it up, blah 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 blah. I don't think this is going to be the case this year. Um, Brissett seems to just have the same sort of caliber uh, arm, the same ability out of the pocket and stuff like that. So hopefully, um, fairly consistent gives both quarterbacks a chance to succeed, um, and especially Tour, obviously. Uh, yeah, well, moving on then to, to the centre position, um, a lot of kind of talk this week about uh, David Andrews and whether we were going to bring him in from the Patriots. That didn't happen. Ted Karras went back to the Patriots and we've ended up with uh, Matt Skura, who was the uh, Ravens centre for a long time. Got benched last year, a uh, few kind of dodgy snaps and flying over Jackson's head and stuff like that. And, and a lot of like kind of reports, you know, linking that to an injury he suffered the previous year. It feels like this is a bit of a a bit of a downgrade, doesn't it, Si? What, what do you reckon? It does, but it's got its upside as well because if the coaching staff can fix those snap issues um, and he's fully recovered from those knee injuries, then the upside is there. He's got it's got the potential to be a very rewarding signing. Again, it's low risk because it's only one year, and I, and I don't think for one moment that will stop them taking a centre in the draft if one becomes available there either. So I think it's a low risk, high reward pick. Um, it's, it's all about that value and that depth, of course, that I talked about earlier. So I don't, yeah, he did have those snap issues. Um, but if the coaching staff believe he can be fixed and believe in the coaching staff's ability to, to coach him properly, then um, those particular issues shouldn't be a concern. Yeah, it definitely feels like a placeholder move to, to me, like you alluded to the guys in the draft. You've got your Creed Humphreys, your Landon Dickersons. They're both going to be around in the second round. And we know that the, the Dolphins have got second round, two second round picks. And, and it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if we slightly traded back from three or even 18 to, to pick up another one. So, so yeah, it feels like that's a, that's a good assessment. And, and then we, you know, it's also a bit more experience, isn't it? He's 28. Um, you know, he's got like four or five years in the NFL under his belt. He's going to bring a bit of stability to that line, which is obviously still very young. A bit of leadership to those guys around him. And, um, and you know, what the upside, like you say, is if he forms a connection with Tua, if he continue, if he, you know, performs like he did before his injury, then you've got kind of a longer term option as well. So, uh, so yeah, really, really interesting pickup there. A lot of immediate kind of like discussed or whatever on, on Dolphins Twitter to the move, but hopefully they can, uh, hopefully everyone can kind of see past that and, and uh, yeah, start to look to the future, the future a bit. Um, other offensive moves, not a whole lot really, has there? There's been, we, we brought in Robert Foster, the former Alabama uh, receiver, obviously spent time with the, uh, with the with the Washington football team, almost said the, the said the R word again. Always fall down that trap lately. Yeah. And, and the Bills, of course, um, he's not really made a made made a dent on the college level. He has not really made a dent on the uh, NFL level, but still knocking around on teams uh, a couple of years later. Um, so I don't know if you really want to speak too much to Foster's ability, but. He, he came on my radar in his rookie season in 2018 because he had a real good stretch, I recall, that uh, made me wonder how valuable he'd be from a fantasy perspective, funnily enough. So I've, and I got him on my dynasty team 
knowing that he was a rookie playing reasonably well. And, and he's, but ever since then, he's kind of dropped off the radar completely. He didn't crack on in year two with Buffalo um, as expected and ultimately found his way through the Washington football team via the Packers, I think. So it was a really bizarre one why he suddenly dropped off the radar. Um, but again, it's one of those ones where if the coaching staff believe in their own ability to get the best out of him, then um, then he's a possibility. I mean, I'm not saying for one moment he's going to make the roster at the, at the moment. I would assume he's at the, right at the bottom of the list, but he's got an opportunity to to prove himself now um, and start afresh. Yeah, a slight crossover with Tour Alabama as well, wasn't it? Mm. 2017, yeah. both on the both on the same uh, team. There, I, I did everything I could to try and uh, like put together one tour pass with Foster, but I couldn't get there. <laughs> and her tour obviously started. I became really into the season in the second half of the national championship game, didn't he? But um, I couldn't really find a, <laughs> a crossover. So hopefully they had a connection in practice. Uh, that's all we can say on that one. Um, yeah, all right. Then the, the the kind of other big name then uh, comes on on the defensive side of the ball with with Adam Butler from the uh, from the Patriots. Quite a, quite a good deal on this one as well for me. So as well, quite like low cost. And when you saw that Davon Godshow went to the Patriots and got two years for sixteen million, was it? I think maybe fourteen. Um, you know, he's got a lot of money there, and we've just bought in a guy for for for, for two and a half three million. Um, who for my money isn't like you know six five six million worse than than Godshow. I think he's going to be a, a real contributor there and he's he's a nice bit of depth and, and he'll kind of compete with Raekwon uh, Davies for that kind of defensive tackle role. Uh, any immediate thoughts to that one? I mean I don't know too much about him to be fair but from by what I've been reading on Twitter and um, generally speaking people are happy with the with the signing um, and some even suggest he's an upgrade on on uh, Godshow who left um, he's played what sixty three games in um, uh, over the past four seasons um, with New England. He's to- totaled ninety career tackles, fifty four solo, fifteen sacks, nine passes defensed, and one forced fumble. So, and he's won, of course, a championship with the Patriots as well. Um, so he's got some pedigree to him, and hopefully he can. Tra- and of course, he he's been there a while, so he knows the Flores way of working, of course, as well. So they've got that history and that link there, and hopefully he can transfer some form to the Dolphins as he did with the Patriots. Yeah, exactly. We've seen him kind of, you know, stuff the run against us a, a few times, and and know that he's like a like a hard working guy. So yeah, he's gonna he's gonna fit in just fine, I think, and uh, uh, and we'll you know hopefully get a bit of production out of him, and you know, but that kind of salary. Any production is better than none, isn't it, really? So can't complain whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Coleman, then, cornerback that's come in. Um, I must admit, not to, not to know a whole lot about him other than he was quite a you know, very effective uh, slot corner for the Seahawks a couple of seasons ago. Um, throw it your way immediately. I don't know if you've got any any facts and stats, any Simon stats sat there for me for Justin Coleman at all. None at all, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm like you. I don't know too much about him. Um uh, but again, he, it seems to be one of those signings um, that is there for depth and value, um, as we've already said. Um, so I don't, I can't comment too much about his pedigree, unfortunately. Yeah, it feels like a, another kind of competition piece. Doesn't it? We've obviously got our premier two corners uh, on either side, but then he, he does fit quite nicely into the slot, and he'll give uh, Ibanogane uh, a challenge in there and um, you know he looks like he could be transitioned to, to kind of a free safety role as well so you know it's all part of that kind of patchwork of, of quality players that we've got in the secondary uh, I like the deal personally again it's a, it's a low risk high reward sort of thing and just doesn't really come with any kind of 
uh, red flags. I don't can't see any injury history there either. So I think he just looks like he's going to be uh, somebody that's, that's probably almost certainly going to make the roster and uh, and kind of be a bit part contributor who can you know elevate us again. And hopefully that's the case. Um, and then the kind of only other one I really wanted to talk about wasn't a free agent. It was a it was the trade, obviously. Um, you know, I'd like to, to talk about the, the penny from the Texans that we've traded for. Um, that one really seems like the best bit of business we've done so far. If you exclude Fuller, I think that really feels to me like making a statement and going to stop the run, going to give Jerome Baker a bit more flexibility to, to play around and, and come off the edge and, and do what he's best at. feels like he's solely there to be an inside linebacker. Uh, again, sort of, we, we, we cut our losses with Shaq Lawson, who, who was like, you know, a piece of the roster last year and a good piece of the roster, but one not one that I don't think any of us are going to die on a hill about kind of getting rid of. Uh, and, and we kind of wish him success with the Texans, obviously. But, but you know, this move just feels like the best one so far, step in the right direction and, and maybe a sign that we're not going to target a linebacker early in the draft. I know a lot of people have linked to us to like Zevin Collins, that sort of player, but it feels like we might address that a bit later there. Any thoughts from you, Si? Mm-hmm. I was going to say the same thing, actually. That trade probably frees up a position in the early rounds of the draft to to address, um, to fill other needs. Um, it's a re- yeah, really good um, trade. Um, I can't complain about that one at all, actually. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So just, you know, it kind of comes back to the underwhelming sort of feeling in terms of free agency and, and all the business so far. But when like as we've broken them down there, I think we've kind of made a case for all of them being decent little acquisitions uh, you can't, can't complain whatsoever with with the business that's been done it's the kind of lack of business elsewhere maybe but um, a lot of people now are just like you know as we've kind of got the world full of noise a lot of people uh, linking us to Watson I wonder if uh, if we're gonna stay put at three I wonder if we're gonna take someone like Penai Sewell in the draft and we'll, we'll break this down next week in a bit more detail actually but I wonder if like that kind of, it's gonna free up that we, we've maybe you know not going to take the, the early wide receiver now like a lot of people have slated us full is not the long-term answer but if we can get the generational kind of talent in Sewell there and then maybe or maybe even someone like Kyle Pitts who's basically a receiver but couldn't kind of you know line up in that tight end uh, more consistently so yeah I mean any kind of reflection sign any kind of more like in-depth sort of thing that you're thinking here and, and where where the Dolphins go next basically well, I talked at the top of the podcast around the three different channels of how a team can improve the roster. And obviously we've done the free agency element of it. But of course, that means there is still the draft to come and, and trades as well. I mean, the, the, if if you think about the opportunity, I mean, you mentioned um, that you, you weren't sure whether the, the Dolphins would trade down from three. But if they did, they've got that chance to either obtain more capital or obtain personnel in terms of a trade um and we know that they've been one of the most popular teams over the last few seasons in terms of making trades so and and given their lack of um business or i say lack of business but in lack of spending in free agency you do wonder whether they're going to make more use of the ability to make trades um before and even during the draft um, to pick up players that fit their scheme and their and and that this regime like, yeah, exactly. It's all going to be um, 
well, it's all kind of part of the master plan. And I know that we've got um, everyone's favourite Dolphins fan, Big E, and he was kind of pointing out the other day that um, like successful rumours for the Dolphins so far that have, have come off in terms of free agency gets is a, is a grand total of zero. <laughs> and all the other moves were, were unrumoured whatsoever. And we know that's what Lee likes to talk about every week. He's like, you know, it's all kind of cloak and daggers with the, with the, with the Dolphins front office. And, and yeah, we just don't know what's around the corner, do we? I mean, um, by the time this goes out, hopefully on Friday, um, it might even be out of date already with the kind of the, the way that the organisation operates. So, yeah, really, um, really interested to see what we do. And, um, and obviously, we've got the draft just around the corner now, just over a month away. Um, we're actually going to be joined next week by um, uh, Ollie Hodgkinson from Pro Football, Net- Pro Football Network's draft team, who's a, a fellow Brit who's been doing a load of good work on the draft this year. So, looking forward to talk to him about Dolphins uh, prospects. Um, but yes, yeah, sorry, go on. Uh, you want to come in there? I think. Yeah, you mentioned about not knowing round what's coming up around the corner, and this is all. This could all be part of their master plan, and we're not going to know what that master plan actually is. I think people are too quick to jump on them for their lack of big spending in free agency. But let's hold off and see what happens in the draft. If they come out of the draft without adding more weapons for tour then, yeah, I think there's question marks going to need to be raised because I don't think, personally, a, a wide receiver core of Parker, Williams and Fuller et al. are the answer to, to help Tua. I certainly think they need to add more. Um, but let's wait and see until after the draft before we reserve that overall judgment, I think. Yeah, absolutely. It feels like, you know, in theory, on paper, you could go for, for four very big name offensive weapons in the first two rounds or like three offensive weapons in the center or something like that. And, and that would just change the, change the mood of the, the, the fan base like immediately, wouldn't it? It's going to be quite exciting. And like you say, we don't know what's around the corner at all. Um, but yeah, like we, we look forward to, to talking draft next week. Um, we'll keep it fairly short this week. And I know we've got a little bit of a, an interview here um, just to finish us off this week with, uh, with our new sponsor. So, uh, I think we'll leave you there, guys. Um, I hope you enjoy the little interview there. Um, you know, look out for Silver Effects is, is merchandise and that sort of stuff. So Dolphin UK members will know that Silver Effects Sportswear have been providing them with clothing from their brand new customised Dolphin UK store. And we're now absolutely delighted to announce that they've also agreed to become our podcast sponsor. So I'd like to welcome to the show Andy, who runs the Silver Effects Sportswear company. Andy, welcome. Hi, Simon. Hi, Andy. How are you? Well, good, mate. Thanks for thanks for joining. Yeah, um, do you want to like tell us a bit about your about your business, and we'll uh, and we'll go from there. I reckon. Yeah, sure. Um, so, as of, of probably a lot of the Dolphin members know, obviously we've got your online shop, and um, I've been a big NFL fan for best part of 20, 25 years now. Um, from as since I support the Raiders, so not too much success really since I started supporting them. Um, but um, um, I've always been really, obviously, I've always had, in terms of doing what Silver Effects do, we've always um, online shops in terms of more traditional sports, hockey, netball, you know, UK sports and stuff like that, but um, do a lot of stuff for schools and colleges. But obviously with the lockdown over the last 12 months, obviously that all that stopped. So I was looking for a different avenue and trying to explore it with my passion for the NFL. So a couple of um, teams approached me to start doing some merchandise for them and just a few bits and pieces. And it's just grown and grown from there, really. We... Um, we've got, I think we've got over 15 NFL fan clubs on there now, um, quite a few podcasts um, in terms of American ones and UK ones. 
um, a few other different things on there. And oh, we've just started doing a few NBA and um, baseball ones as well. So it's really growing. Really, and so it's it's good to do something that's it's really your passion as well. So when you see the clothing, you, you get really excited. So I just I just said to Simon then how nice his polo shirt looked and. I, I think definitely the Dolphin stuff is one of my favourite ones. As soon as we started doing it, I, I, I put it on social media as well because with the logo and everything and the variety of colours, I think it looks really good. So, yeah, I'm really pleased how, it, how it's going so far. So Obviously, members who have um, purchased their items so far, the feedback that we've certainly had has been very favourable, Andy. So thanks for doing that. But just to give those Dolphins fans who have not yet either seen the store or they've not yet purchased their members' gift, and of course, this is open to all Dolphins fans who, who can visit the store. What's your, what are, what are sort of the product lines that you do in terms of um, apparel and other bits and pieces? Yeah, we've got a pretty good wide selection, which obviously you were, you were very close in picking yourself, Simon. So um, obviously, we, like you say, we've got polo shirts, we've got t-shirts, we've got the hoodies, we've got some joggers, we've got some shorts. That's, actually, I would say the shorts have been really, really popular, like the fleece shorts, um, um, they've been really popular. Um, a good variety of hoodies, like some contrast hoodies, some normal hoodies, some polo shirts, as we said, the t-shirts, um, lots of caps, lots of snapbacks, things like that, beanies, just about anything and everything. Some really nice varsity jackets, uh, gilet, a couple, and a bit more of a, a, a padded jacket. So a really good selection of stuff there. So, But the beauty of it is, all, as we approach different seasons, as, as the summer, we might want to add a couple more bits and pieces from there and, and just go from there, really. But um, the contrast long sleeve T-shirt, that's been really popular as well, which I know Simon Simon was really keen to have on there. But a lot of people seem to, a lot of members have seemed to order that as well. So um, looking at the, I think it's really good. It was a bit of a challenge initially when Simon asked me the brief of what you want to do, have a, a members section and, and the, the shop. But I think we just about got there. And I think a lot all the members seem to be quite happy with it. And um, what I've been trying to do is, Okay, you missed some there, but I've been trying to email each member after the order just to so thank them for their order and just giving them a bit of discount on their next order from the main shop. Um, and we're going to continue to do that. Um, as soon as someone orders a member orders, we'll we'll support them and give them a little bit of discount from the main shop and we'll we'll try and do a few more promotions like that as the season goes on, maybe during the draft and then obviously then uh, pre-season and as we move into the regular season. So yeah, um it's 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 been really good and um and I'm really glad all the members seem to be really happy with it. So yeah, so I've picked up a couple of garments, this polo shirt I'm wearing now and the short sleeve baseball top, which I'm really, really pleased about. And the good yeah. thing I like about all of the apparel actually is the fact that we've got not just limited it to dolphins related colours. We've yeah. introduced yeah. different colours like this dark blue polo shirt is nothing to do with dolphins, yeah. but I think that they it looks really cool across all of your product lines. Yeah, I think that was a, a big thing because some certain um, certain teams and you know it's it's easy to do certain teams uh, the black reds or whites whatever but obviously dolphins things like the Broncos and stuff like that with their oranges and stuff like that it can be a bit more of a challenge and especially with your colours with the with the aqua blue and, and the orange so when you said I would like a good variety of colours I kind of thought oh well thank God for that but, but it gives you a bit more scope and then because there's certain lines you can get that only do restrictive colours so it's good I think it's it's worked really well it makes the site really colourful it's a good range of colours and you can do a lot of contrast stuff when it's just do different colours so obviously we still got the orange stuff we still got some aqua blue stuff the more traditional people want that obviously the logos are still in terms of the colors and everything but it just gives us a bit of scope to do a few different things and people buy see things that probably wouldn't be on the site normally and and, and just obviously gives people variety and makes people come back and order a few more times during the year and I, like we just said we, we can we can change a few things any requests people want some new things on there or as the summer months come on 
bit more of a summer stuff then and obviously as we move more towards the autumn again we can look at it again but yeah that's the good thing about it we can we can adapt and add anything on there you like really so um even stuff like with draft stuff and stuff like that we could maybe put a couple of draft things on like you know um numbers on and stuff like that or like that if you ever if you do trade for Deshaun Watson we could do maybe look at Deshaun Watson stuff anything like that and take the tour stuff off or something like anything anything and everything really we're, we're, we're open to any ideas so and you guys uh, ship internationally don't you for our kind of international listeners yeah we do yeah we do obviously um, Simon asked me that initially which is a big thing and I found that is a quite a big thing in terms of doing the when you traditionally think about the UK uh, fan clubs you think maybe it's just the UK but I've, I've been amazed how many fan clubs we've done Your, yours yours have been one of the main ones really that a lot of a lot of people want stuff going to america a lot of stuff going want people going to europe so um that's why we, we've got we've kind of done that and and i think it works really well because obviously now we do quite a bit of stuff in america as well it's it's good to do everything worldwide so um a bit of a challenge initially in terms of with what's well, happening with brexit and stuff like that but we've got our heads around it now and royal mail have been really good so yeah i mean it's it's it just it's just probably an extra four or five days if you order and you want something in america or canada or even australia or something so we can go anywhere around the world and like i say look at some more promotions as we as we go as the season goes we'll do a few more um promotions where you can get free worldwide shipping and stuff like that just to help all the members who around the world because obviously the dolphins the dolphins is one of the biggest ones uh we do and one of the biggest fan base worldwide so um, anything how we can support members who who maybe moved away or something like that we'll, we'll we'll do our best so so lee who's the third member of the podcast andy is is currently in the middle of uh designing us a new podcast logo which we're hopefully going to share with you to get a range of podcast yeah. merchandise as well if anybody out there is interested um is that something that um you're geared up to do fairly quickly andy wants yeah. to give you that new logo yeah, we, we we recently did one um, exactly the same thing for um, the Steelers wanted one, and they've got they've got their own podcast, which is, they've got a slightly different logo for that. So yeah, it literally once we get the logo, we can design some items and get them on the page in, in a couple of days, and obviously we'll specify what they are in the podcast and everything. So yeah, again, it's it, it'll be obviously as soon as we get the logo, we can get that on in a couple of days, and obviously we can announce that, and we'll put that on through social media what we can do, and uh, yeah, looking forward to doing that as well because it's it's just again another variety of stuff on the site, isn't it? So. And, uh, and tell, tell us where you can find you guys on like, social media and stuff like that. What, what's the, where can people go to, to, to access your stuff? Yeah, okay. So the, the website is silverfx.co.uk. And uh, if you if you click on NFL, there's quite a few subsections on the boat. And obviously you just click down to the Dolphins and you can you, you got you click on the main shop. And obviously all members have got the I've got the password which which Simon gives them once once they redeem their membership, so they can go on the on the membership page as well to, to get their membership item. Um, um Twitter, mine is Aternal7. Uh, we've also got SilverFX on as Twitter. Instagram is the same, SilverFX. Um, I'm again at Aternal7 on Instagram. And we've also got Facebook, the SilverFX page is also on Facebook. So hit us up in all different social medias. I'm, my Twitter is always open. I'm always interacting with everyone. I'm always talking NFL on there. So um, anything's got any ideas or send me a DM or, or they've had an issue with their order, you know, because occasionally these things happen or they've ordered the wrong size or anything like that. I'm more than, you know, please don't hesitate just to drop me a message or drop me an email. I'm Andy at silverfx.co.uk. Um, obviously, I can liaise with Simon if there's any, any issues or anything that you want to change. And uh, But yeah, I would say my, my Twitter's always open. Yeah, And just to, just to talk NFL, that, that would be good as well. So Yeah. 
couple of things before you go, Andy. Um, just be wanted to reiterate that the story is open to all Dolphins fans, not just Dolphin UK members, albeit that the members themselves do have um, their own store. But any Dolphins fan can go in and, and buy your material, uh, your apparel, Andy. Yeah. And also, um, as part of the sponsorship arrangement, we can look forward to um, uh, some giveaways, I believe. Yes, yeah, well, um, obviously we're going to sort out hopefully a monthly giveaway um, and obviously um, anything like that, really, and, and maybe some prize draws and something like that. Like, like I say, we'll do some promotions as well during the seat up to the draft and, and during the preseason. But yeah, we're looking to do some monthly giveaways. So obviously I know you're going to sort that out, Simon, but anything, yeah, we'll, we're keen. So um, that'll obviously be something off the page and something like that. So for any Dolphins fans, yeah, that would be really good. And um, yeah, so again, it's just spreading the word and more people getting the merchandise and seeing how nice it is. Um, only thing I would like to say is that any any Dolphins fans who's um, bought stuff and stuff like that, please put it on on social media because I love to see all the pictures and obviously we can retweet them and everything and just shows other because some it's great sometimes I show so in the images on on the on the page but sometimes it's nice to actually see the actual garment it makes more people want to do it so uh, we're in the we're in the throes of trying to sort out a gallery for each NFL team where we'll put all the pictures on the gallery on on your page so, so people who are not sure they can see what all the garments look like at your at your modeling today Simon so it just looks nicer when it's actually when it's on when it's a physical garment so that's what we're so yeah any pictures or any anything like that that would be great to see on on, on any social media but yeah look monthly giveaways that's 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 the next plan so Nice. Modeling in inverted commas, Andy. Join us, Andy, and thanks everyone for listening. And we'll uh, catch you next week with a, a bit of a draft preview, which we're excited to bring you as well. So, yeah, thanks a lot. I'll end us there this week. Mm-hmm.